What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to catch up with Patrick Droney over Zoom video. Last time we had Patrick on the podcast was over three years ago. Uh, We had him on over the phone in August of 2020, so right in the midst of the pandemic. So it was really cool to catch up with Patrick and actually see him this time. We had him on Zoom video, so you'll be able to see Patrick and uh, really hear all about the album he released in 2021, State of the Heart, uh, which wasn't even out yet the first time we talked, and then all about the new album, which is called Subtitles for Feelings, We kind of recapped a bit on our first interview, but you could check that one out. It's on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, uh, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, So we quickly recapped that, but really got into the new album, Subtitles for Feelings. And we got a little bit more in depth on the State of the Heart album, because last time we spoke, Passerby, just the song was out. The album wasn't out yet. Uh, So we got to hear a little bit about the process of State of the Heart and all about the new album, Subtitles for Feelings, what it was like working with Butch Walker and uh, Voy Vance, and how big of an influence his brother has actually had on this album as well. You can watch the interview with Patrick on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bring It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Patrick Droney. Hey, what's up, Patrick? How are you? Doing good to see you. Sorry for the delay. Oh, all good. Uh, it's just you and I. The rest are just oh, cool. AI note taker things. <laughs> oh, <man>. that was <laughs> so weird. <laughs> uh, all good. Um, I'm Adam. We actually spoke three years ago, um, but it was I over the remember. phone. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a great conversation. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun to chat with you. I'm glad I get to see you this time around. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, yeah, you had just put out Passerby, I think. So the the album yeah. wasn't out. Nothing, nothing had came out yet, really. Yeah. I was at the Ludlow Hotel. I remember where I was. It was a great combo, but yeah, it was, it feels like forever ago. That's the point. (laughs) Yeah, right. It was three years. It's crazy to think. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, it's uh, great to see you again. I can't wait to hear about what you've had going on. I mean, obviously since the the last time we spoke Um, and we'll talk about the album as well. Cool. Sweet. And I saw that you you have some big names on there. Uh, Boy Vance, who I've had on my show. He's great great guy um yeah yeah and butch walker i think was on the record too and Did a couple of butch yep That's it was awesome. uh, definitely full circle moments in the collaborations on this project you know whether micro or macro just a lot of finding myself in this like place of hey i've really appreciated what you've done for a long time and all of a sudden we're in the room having the same conversation about what i'm doing and I think that's the really special thing about collaboration and music in particular. Mm-hmm. It's a small world. And yeah. especially when you're making a certain type of art or you're a certain kind of energy, um, you kind of find each other. So I found that with this record for sure. Yeah, that's really cool. I love hearing those stories of just like people, you know, you, you look up to or you've kind of grown listening to their music and then, wow, you're in the same room as them or wow, you get to meet them and you have this great experience. I think that's such a cool uh, totally. thing to happen to people. 
Um, so we'll just recap real quick on kind of the beginning of our last conversation. Uh, originally from Lancaster, and then you moved to what? Uh, Jersey. Jersey, I believe, right? Jersey. Okay. Um, so you also, your dad was a session guitar player or was a mus- musician, correct? Yeah. So dad was a session guitarist in Philly back in like the late 60s, early 70s, and then became a doctor. So oh, wow. Okay left turn and you know music's all a healing art and he kind of he just he took that direction i feel like i've always felt like i'm picking up where my dad left off mm-hmm. and that's why music's such a, a bond between him and i um but it, it is really interesting our synchronicities and kind of how i really picked up on his his appreciation for songwriting and guitar playing and i just kind of feel like i'm trying to make him proud and in 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 the process i've been doing it for 20 years you know what i mean like like anything we kind of love to do there's always a reason you know sure wow so i didn't realize that he was or obviously became a doctor but so you didn't grow up like going to the studio with him doing like sessions or anything like that i grew up hearing him shred in the basement and you know (laughs) play play the records as loud as possible my mom flipping on the basement lights you know telling us it's too loud um but you know my parents both you know, always marked our moments with music. That was, uh, yeah, as I'm, as I'm recalling my childhood and a lot of this process is connecting my dots uh, for subtitles for feelings of kind of how I'm looking at time. I think about, you know, any kind of major landmark memory yeah, familially is like, it's always music and a certain type of music. And they kind of curated our scenes really, really well. And yeah, so the importance of, of how a score really affects a moment kind of, I feel like is, is ingrained in my growing up. Yeah, and it's awesome. Uh, that's the one thing I do love about music. You could hear a song that maybe you haven't heard in 20 years. It'll take you right back to that moment. You're like, oh my gosh, I like vividly remember exactly what I was doing mm-hmm. the moment this was playing. It's like the DNA of the memory is wrapped in the in the song and you're able to look through a looking glass and, and see and feel it. These catalysts, like I, I look for them, you know, and it's not just music, but it really is art in general, um, tends to maybe be the closest thing to kind of... Uh, time traveling yeah 100 percent. so with with that did your dad teach you how to play guitar or was it just something that he kind of encouraged or you wanted to do because you saw him doing it yeah i mean i picked it up i mean i was probably six or seven truly never put it down and he taught me a lot and i would just you know listen to the records and do the thing you do where it's like i, I was born in the night in the 90s early 90s so i still had that kind of last ditch energy of analog and you know (laughs) digital early digital and you know rewinding a certain perspective to try to learn these guitar licks and i do i am grateful for that i think you know right now i'm i'm 31 and it's just like i think about how i grew up um and i'm just grateful that i kind of was able to still use my hands and figure this out kind of on my own uh without maybe the help of every bit of digital technology these days right Um, I'm gonna like YouTube. You just you two seconds ago. I'm just my was locked. Just Uh, yeah. Go ahead, man. All right. Got a locked out situation. Okay, I'm back. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, nowadays you could just go on YouTube and learn how to not pretty much do anything, right? If it's a guitar part or a production piece you want to learn, it's just right there for you. That's awesome. And it's like, I, I feel like we can use all these tools in, in the best kind of intention. And mm-hmm. 
And I do now, you know, I, I certainly do that in the, how I choose to learn and, and the kind of rabbit holes I go down, but there's a kind of, um, I don't know. It's like, it was delicate back then. It was just like, oh, this is, this is endearing because I don't really know what they did. There's still a magic too. Like mm-hmm. how, how'd that happen? And now being as deep as I am in the production and I kind of know all the tricks, but right. You can hear it now, right before it was just like, this is really cool. And now you're like, Oh, I know. I know what they did there. Yeah. My favorite musical moments on this record too, brought me back to those points. You know, I had, okay. I, had I remember it was specifically, you know, I've been playing guitar my whole life and it's been a huge part of my journey. And in that I've also had to redefine my relationship to it because you know, when we have these identifiers of who we feel like we are, it, it, it tends to change over time. And, and sometimes it leans, you know, positive or a little bit like a weight. And I think doing something from a young age for a long time um, can sometimes you have to renegotiate that relationship. And I think guitar for me was always like, this is my best friend. This is the thing that carried me forward. But also like, what does this mean? And, you know, one night I was just I played, I replayed all the records and I, and I just like went back and watched the videos, the early like teenage BB King days and all that stuff. And I listened to songs. I was like, Oh, that's where that lit came from. Or that's where I got that. And that's how that happened. And it kind of made me fall back in love with the instrument and how I play it and why I play it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would imagine just playing guitar for so long, you probably get in kind of a a groove of how you know I'm going to play it this way and and, and this is how I'm going to write the songs or whatever. And you talked about going back, like going back and watching those old videos or watching what you were doing before. Um, did that inspire like a new like kind of turn as far as like maybe certain guitar tones or certain licks that you put on this new record? You know what it is? It's more about recognizing first feelings. Okay. Bring what that felt like in the spark and then saying, okay, yes that like yeah this is what i what i my favorite revelation one of them on this process was remembering that playing guitar anything you do it's muscle memory you know mm-hmm. i'm remembering like this is not just happening i this has been years and years of playing this over and over again where i'm my muscles are remembering this and this is a memory and what where is the spark of that memory and in that way i kind of feel like i am jamming with myself as a kid i am i'm like hey man thanks for grabbing that one i i've really I took it far you know and and that's what's really special and, and it's a little bit um intangible uh yeah. of an approach but it certainly has like really filled my my engine and refueled my my why for for that part of my music that's awesome i know you said before that you i mean you put a record out at like 14 right i mean that you did independently or you wrote all the songs on it i mean to be so- songwriting at that early of an age and have that kind of validation um i mean moving from there you got like a you went to nyu right to clive davis institute did you go there for guitar or did you go for songwriting no you know at the time when i was going to college i kind of already had this kind of like kid career teenage guitar guy career me and um i just wanted to kind of holistically involve myself in my own business and my own music and production and and what, I, what I appreciated about that program at the time, especially because it was really small. Now it's quite an institute. Like it's a thing. yeah, it's huge. But at the time, we were like sixteen of us, I think. You know, um, and it was just really ground floor. Like, hey, like this is the world you want to walk into. You have to be your biggest advocate. You have to understand what the business is, and if you want to make your records and kind of have the independence, like this is how you do it. And I really appreciated that, and also like just. I needed to get my key to the city. I needed to get to New York. You know, it's, it was always my neighbor and it was always where I went, drove up the parkway 
and got to the city and started playing my shows at a young age, I knew I had to be here at the time. So it's kind of like this dual strategy of like go to school, but also like I got to be here for some reason and I'll figure out why, but I've got a hunch. This is the place to be. And of course, like it was, and those little things happen every day to the point where, Oh, all of a sudden I'm getting my first pub deal in LA and I'm moving to LA and just following this hunch. Um, because I think intuition is remembering ahead and oh, I love that. those moments, you know, and I've always felt that. And I think, you know, this year has been so important. So many people articulate those things that I've always felt, um, mm-hmm. As to kind of like how I've ended up where I am and how any of us end up where we are. You know, we've always just kind of followed this, this hunch. Right. Yeah. I've never heard anyone put it that way. I love that. I'm, I'm proud um, of that because it, it took, it took some mining to figure that out. But um, I do want to kind of spread that wide because I think it's a helpful tool. To think oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So you got, you finished up in New York and then you moved to LA from what I remember. And then from LA, did you move to Nashville? Are you in Nashville? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, I moved to Nashville after a couple of years in LA. Again, just like question years, answer years, question years, answer years. And Nashville was um, a really big answer chapter for me. Um, that's where I was able to synthesize kind of all that labor and put it into an articulation, both sonically and songwriting wise, and put out the first EP. And, you know, that cascaded into. The, the deal with, with Warner and, and, and state of the heart. So like it really all happened. And then now we're at subtitles and I'm back in New York and it's, Oh, just, you are. Okay. Like, yeah. And that's, uh, that's been about two months now back in Brooklyn and Interesting. it's really cool. It's really, yeah. Cool. Last time we spoke, I was in San Diego and my family and I moved to Nashville, like a lot of California did, uh, oh, yeah, in, yeah. yeah, December of 2020. So like, not m- long after we talked, uh, we we ended up moving out to Nashville. Love it here. Um, but okay, so you did you did the last record and a majority of that here in Nashville, right? Even with this new one, I think I read that you wrote some of the songs here in Nashville. Yeah. So State of the Heart was primarily. I mean, it was a COVID record, right? So that was really interesting. That was like some of my parents' basement. Some, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, that was yeah. like very like insular. This album was made, you know, London. Nashville, New York. Um, I mean, Nashville was still, it's kind of like, it was my, my last year of like, I made a lot of the album in my house and you know, I wanted it to feel like a hi-fi bedroom record. Like I wanted the intimacy of knowing uh-huh. that this was my space and I didn't have, you know, a clock to kind of like, okay, we got a fancy studio. We got to check out at eight. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, a lot of, a lot of this was recorded in the hours of like 12 to 6 AM, you know, okay. some, some crazy hunches that there was something to be found. And I'm grateful for that kind of last imprint of my time in Nashville from like a, a musical perspective in terms of, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to be um, a part of Nashville and it's a part of me. And the beauty of what we learned too, is we can kind of do things anywhere and still be connected. But um, this record was a really great way to kind of say, this has been a beautiful season here. I'm going to go back to New York 10 years later to the month, you know, oh, wow. and check this out. I, I got out of the U-Haul, drove from Nashville to hit Brooklyn, and I go, I go up, I, I open the gate, you know, and I open the, the the back trunk and pull down the ramp, and I grab a guitar. I'm walking down, I'm right in front of my place, and the first person I see is this girl, and she stops me. She goes, "Hey, I love your music, and I can't wait for your new record." And like I just said, "Hey, you have no idea what that really means to me because you are a symbol. Like you symbolize so much for me, you know." And 
it was very big validation. That's the success metric for me is oh, to, yeah. to look, you know, zoom out, God view and view, like zoom out and see like, okay, A to, to Z, but you know, somewhere in the middle, maybe where I am right now, um, you really, you really did, did what you wanted to do. I'm coming back with something I really wanted to hold on to. And that was a great validation point. So um, the theme here is full circle for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's an, that's an incredible story. 10 years, I mean, 10 years to the month, you get out, the first yeah. person you see recognizes you and says, Hey, I'm excited for your, your new record. I mean, when you left New York, could you even imagine that happening? You know, I'm going to return here 10 years later and somebody's going to re- know who I am in the sense that I touch, you know, my music has been so special to them. I mean, would I sound crazy if I said I did? And I think that's, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've always been okay with time. I th- uh-huh. Yeah. I think I've always understood that, you know, it's going to take time. Like this is, this is not a one-sided deal. Like if you, if you're going for it, whatever it is, even just the pursuit of life, like there's a transaction here and you have to give your time to it. And in that, like when you can really regard it and be here in the present moment and not disregard it, but be, be inside the present moment and say like, okay, I am here. Um, and this costs something, you know what I mean? So if it's that valuable time, how can you really stay in it and hold on to it? And that's been the whole, um, the whole journey with, with this record, which was originally called regarding time oh. feelings. And it, um, it morphed into this, you know, idea that life is the movie. This is it, you know? There, and Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, was there like a song or something that a moment with the record that you decided to change the name of it? Yeah, it was, it was very impactful. So, uh, you know, a huge part of this album is me and my brother, Connor. Oh. And he's my best friend. And, you know, what we've found over time is our shared contexts of our lives. Like, you know, we have this, the same journey, but from different angles, right? Different camera angles in, in a lot of our, you know, childhood and then, you know, leaving the house and being the same, but different far apart. Um, we like to kind of go through our memories and walk through these times together and figure out who saw it differently and what we missed and find these revelations and, you know, that started in San Francisco in 2020. Uh, we were at an Airbnb and it was the middle of the night. We both couldn't sleep. And he just says, you know, let's walk through our grandfather's house. And that, you know, our grandfather's house, this was like our landmark, you know, growing up. This was, they called the third place. It's not a place of your home. It's not your place of work. It's where you go for like musing, for happenings. Like life really happens here. That was our third place. And we walked through the house together in our memories, just like, like step by step, detail by detail, brick by brick. And we remembered things that, man, like, I don't know that I would ever have like conjured back up if I didn't take that time to go there with him. And when we kind of got back here, it was like a wormhole and it was so impactful. It was so impactful that we realized like, this is more of a journey than we even know. And we need to keep following this rabbit hole. You know, we got to keep chasing these memories and, um, that over a course of a couple of years, it's really been a three-year journey with mm-hmm. Connor of, of mining this. You know, we were in Hudson Valley, which I fell in love with upstate New York and another one of our nights of just kind of deep, deep dive revelations. And, you know, I had said something to Connor again, he knows my life in his way right. better than anybody. Right. He's seen what I've been through my ups and downs. And, you know, I had said something to him that really struck him. It moved him. And he started saying all these words, you know, all these feelings. Blah, blah, blah. And he stopped himself. He says, man, I'm happy for you. 
and I'm happy for you hit me like a ton of bricks. And I said, Connor, it's like subtitles for feelings. It's like what we're really trying to say, you know, because when you have context, when you have this shared time with somebody and that includes yourself, um, you're able to say less and it means so much more because of the history, right? So it became a pursuit of re- recognizing that it's all regarding time, right? But life itself is the movie and we can go back with time and translate the subtitles in the scenes of our lives, what they were really trying to say. And they're here right now. The subtitle is, is, is right here. I can't quite understand it. You know, um, I need time to come back to really, re- you know, it's like lost in translation. This is more found in translation. And, um, and I, I got to tell you, it just sparked a journey that I know I'm just at the beginning of. This is very much more of like a, a calling for me, almost past the music. It feels like just a way of, looking at life through a lens that is helping me cope with also the fact that I'm so afraid of losing time. And I'm at an interesting place in my life, you know, where, you know, I just really remember being 10 like yesterday. And, you know, I, you feel this and you have a family and like, we all, how did this happen so fast? Right. My way of saying, Hey, what if it's all one present moment? If it's actually all right now. And if we can, correspond with ourselves and if intuition is remembering ahead then i must be up there looking out for me mm-hmm. and then i gotta be here looking out for me behind me to get me here and this you know ends up being like a, a way that i can wake up in the morning and say all right i have to be here right now for me be here for yourself you know and then mm-hmm. uh connect your dots i love that yeah it's yeah. wild to think like i mean it doesn't feel like three years ago, you know, we had this conversation or even just like you just said, you, you think you're 10 again, or I'll, I'll be like, I forget that I'm almost, you know, I turn 39 next month. Like yeah. something will happen. And I'm like, Oh wait, that was like literally over 20 years ago. That doesn't feel like it was that long ago when you really think about it, but time is moving, you know, um, it is. you know, I was just going to say, um, is your brother older or younger? And like growing up, did you guys have the, a really tight relationship? He is my younger brother and he's uh, five years and we, you know, I feel really lucky. I've, I've always had a really close family. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother and I, you know, I felt, I think I, I, I realized at a young age as an older brother that I get to kind of do things first. I get yeah. to, I get to get the preview, you know, and if, if I can then help him navigate okay, maybe make a left here. And, and also sometimes I didn't even have to help me just watch me screw up. And he, and he <laughs> to do. But, you know, I, I find that that role in my life as a brother is um, it's, it's really one of my, my most um, I'm, I'm most proud of that really. You know, I think there's a legacy there that I just, I love building with him. And um, you know, we live together in Brooklyn. Like it's, it's amazing to be able to kind of, will this into existence and again like you know and he wrote good die young with me on the last record oh wow and shotgun rider uh he's coming out with the album on friday and he's a huge part of that music video with me and because again like subtitles or feelings would not exist without connor um and again that's like the deeper hey we're we're using this shared experience together and making something and putting it into the world so i just think there's a big um energy with with that shared context and I, I really love them and I'm excited for what we're building ahead of, ahead from here, you know, but it's a, it's a really fulfilling process to, you know, work with somebody who you're so close with for such a long time. 
Wow. Okay. So he does help you then. Is he a songwriter as well? Or you just kind of collaborate just because so you have that? Man alive. He, he just is good at everything. And then what <laughs> I look for, uh, and he works in, in the business and he's also, you know, he like, he's just always up for the moment. That's my favorite thing about him. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we write songs together, it's just kind of like, he's not a, you know, a daily songwriter, but he's just so in the moment that when I say, Hey, let's, let's write that. He's right there. And that's manifested into other things that we're building and writing together. And yeah, it's just kind of like, he's just always willing to be up for the moment, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at the track listing for the new album and my grandfather's home is, is a song on the record. So I would imagine he's probably has a little hand in that I mean, <laughs> song as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first line of that song is when we close our eyes, my brother and I can go where we belong, travel through space and time, wormholes, paradigms. I couldn't find my way alone. And um, that is our that is our song for sure. I love that. That's so yeah. cool, man. Um, and then, did you produce a lot of this album yourself, or I know you worked obviously um, w- with Butch Walker, who's produced a million huge records. Um, but I remember you saying, I think was it the I don't know if it was your last album or the EP. You, you had done a lot of it yourself. Yeah. So I'm I'm always first in the seat of production for my music, just because. Yeah that's just how I've always kind of understood my intention, right? Like I love sitting behind a desk or this laptop or whatever it is and, and kind of building this palette. Cause I've always, you know, when I, when I found music growing up, it was a lot of times through film and TV. Um, mm-hmm. So I like to visualize like, what's the feeling? How do I see it with what I'm making? Um, so anybody that I'm working with, you know, I really appreciate my collaborators because they always, you know, they come in and, and understand that and respect that and, you know, elevate that perspective for me. So, you know, this record was special, you know, Bush, I brought in on three songs, Caroline, Poems and Apologies and Wild Horses. And that was really special because like, I got to get out of my space and go into his gorgeous studio. And, you know, we just, what I love about Butch is he's very much of the moment and he is like, Hey, we got it. And I'm like, I don't think we got it. You know, <laughs> that's really cool because like, like talk about, I think I'm a time guy. I mean, he's like, we captured it. And that was a really cool back and forth. Um, and Butch, you know, he is like, he's just such a tactile human. You know, he, he really feels the experience. And I remember, I mean, I think I, I discovered his, his music first on one tree Hill back in the day. Oh, really? Mixtape was on that. And then, I ended up finding his autobiography when I was a freshman in college. And he's like, you're one of, you know, a small amount of people who found the, the book, but I, I mean, it really moved me. And anyway, so that was like an interesting road to, to meeting Butch. And I love those songs we did. And then a majority of the record um, I did with my buddy, John Green and John and I, um, we wrote where, where you are on state of the heart. And oh, okay. he is my goodness, like a total savant musician, producer, singer, artist, everything. He's from the UK. And John and I met probably five or six years ago. And he's been a part of some really incredible records. Um, you know, check out his discography. But, you know, he he came over to my house for a songwriting session. And I was kind of smack in the middle of like, okay, I have this project. This is a big deal. I have a good amount of songs. I kind of know what I'm doing. But I have my buddy on my couch in front of me. And I was just like, John, do you want to do this together? And it was just so organic. And we spent so many days in my house just supposed to be working on a song and writing another one. Oh, really? <laughs> and a, lot of, a lot of this record happened 
was John and I trying to uh, to get it get the album done, but the moment calling for something else, and you know that's how we discovered songs like Shotgun Rider and Baby Baby, and like they just happened out of thin air. So it was John, it was me, my buddy Ben West, who I did a lot of State of the Heart with, kind of brought the OG crew back together, and you know, but kind of very ground floor. We all just served the moment the best we could, and um, nothing's ever done. Also. <laughs> yeah that's it like this album still isn't done you know and i don't know i feel like state of the heart's done you know i think i'm, I'm finally there but <laughs> a couple of years after it came out i love producing and i love um that revelation you know how you just you decide to kind of you know a go-getter for instance i wrote that by myself at like you know at midnight one night and i just think your decisions you get tunnel vision and like in that first hour, what I decided to put down is most of the record. And wow. that's when production, I think that's finest is when it's truly just, Hey, I'm going to try this. And then it sticks. So a lot of the vocals on the record are demo vocals. A lot of those are then the first nights, first takes. Um, I try to keep that first feeling energy throughout the process. Um, as best as my perfectionist self could do, you know? Yeah. I've heard other artists talk about that and and just in the sense of like the COVID record stuff where it would be like, okay, here's a bunch of demos. And then they would, when it opened up enough to go to a big studio, they couldn't recreate that emotion when they were singing it first time. Like, okay. I've never thought about this, but it's a great analogy. You know, the demo is the master. Like that is the song. Like, you know, however further you take it, that's, that's the spark. And um, so I, I always treat, you know, for putting something down, Hey, like act like it's the real thing because it is life is the movie. This is it. Like, you know, and it's kind of that, that frame of, of reference of saying like, this really matters. So if I feel it this intensity right now, I really understand the source code of the why of this song. Let me take a moment and really be in it because I, you're right. You, you, you never get back to that place. And it changes. You find deeper meanings or, you know, sometimes you forget the meaning of, of the real why of a song. But uh, I've kind of tried to have some reverence for those first nights or first days of, of, hey, this just happened. Let's commit. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you telling me, I think last conversation that Ruined was kind of like that. You guys went into the studio to record it and it was just like done mm. within hours, right? Ruined was the first time I ever heard like... First off, like a realization, like, oh, this is how I've always wanted to sound. Like, I've met myself in a frame that I really, really am proud of. And and also, it was of the moment. Like, that was, yeah, we went in just to cut a demo, did it on the floor. And I walked out and I said, I can't touch it. It's perfect, you know, um, or perfectly imperfect, whatever it is. But yeah, yeah. that good memory, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I thought that was such a cool uh, thing to hear. Just, you know, go in, we're going to make a demo. And then it's like, this doesn't need anything. We're just, yeah. I mean, it didn't hurt that I had Ian Fitchick and Conrad and like I had Sarah Buxton and all the, you know, that was, I had a good crew to get it. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Um, on this, this new album, were there, uh, other moments like that? Like you, I mean, you talked about writing, going in and writing a song or working on a song and then you put out and then something else comes out of it. Uh, but was there another moment where it was like, you just did something, you did the, the vocals and the guitars or whatever. And you're like, it's done. I don't even need to go back and listen. You know, a really interesting version of that on this record um, is a song called We Got Old This Year. And um, the magic of that record is two years ago, uh, my my dog Charlie had just passed. It was just like heavy, 
era and you know trying to figure that out i got home and i got on a zoom with my buddy wayne hector who i wrote glitter with and you know so wayne is kind of my my deep feelings guy we we always somehow go there um and we wrote we got old this year um and i recorded it in my apartment one take one mic piano live like this was just to put this down like not no reason except i was really feeling it a lot of life was happening and i found that record i found the session in the middle of subtitles and i said that has to go on the album just as it is so that song is actually from two years ago in my old apartment and that performance is of of the moment and i think that's a really special version of committing to something that you know is so part of the process but like i could have re-recorded it you know I didn't even try though, because I knew I, I wouldn't be able to recreate it. It would have been a performance of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I hear in that record is it. Um, so that was a really special moment. And I would say every single song has a bit of that, you know, there's, there's its own story. Um, mm-hmm. Is this terribly loud? The saw behind me? No, Okay, cool, cool. it was, I mean, I could beg. I, it was really low for a half a second. Now I can't hear okay, it. Cool. Um, yeah and you know so i think like again i've I've tried to kind of seek out those moments and there's a song called little supernovas that you know kind of in the last ditch we have to finish this record that song i wrote in london last summer and it was one i always i just knew i wanted to have it be part of it but i hadn't gotten there yet we had a week window left i was in detroit with ben trying to finish this thing up and it was like it was literally two at 2 a.m is a big theme in this album Um, (laughs) yeah even has a song (laughs) and i just said ben hey look give me an hour let's just try this and that just happened and that we committed to it and you know so it was humbling man i I, you know i I think i'm learning so much in this process so it's less about the music and more about like the life lessons of it all and and letting things go and and saying like it's not about being perfect it's about being honest etc so took a lot away from this album for sure amazing and you got a tour coming up that you're you're doing as well as supporting it uh, but i want to ask one question on uh the song that you worked on with with voy vance how you said you were a fan obviously and like yeah. did you reach out to him like how did that so how did the, you get the, the, him on the record yeah the fully part of it is just incredible so about 10 years ago um actually i think 10 years because it's his anniversary of the album joy of nothing came out right mm-hmm. and uh, I had seen Foy open for Michael Kiwanuka at Webster Hall. I was in college, just got to New York, and he comes out with his acoustic guitar and just this bellowing Irishman. And my mom's from Belfast. All my family's over there. Oh, no way. So I just hear this, this man singing like my soul. And it moved me so deeply. Um, and I got that record, and I just, it became kind of part of me, you know, truly. And to the point where like he played electric lady studios for his album release. And I was there and like, I just found myself where Foy was. And I went to his album signing at Amoeba. Um, you know, awesome. when I was and, and I got to talk to him and I got a picture, you know, we got a picture together and he wrote my name on his arm to listen to the music. And, you know, all this time later, we connect uh, through a mutual friend and I get asked if I wanted to go to Scotland to spend a week with Foy in Aberfeldy in this little village he lives in. 
And I had I'd already been going out to the UK for Hyde Park with the Eagles and my headline show, and I was writing for the record. And it was just like, and then I'm going to Scotland, going to stay with Floyd. Like, how this is crazy, you know? Because it's so unique to my story, you know. And um, and you know, Floyd and I met at a coffee shop, you know, in the middle of. I mean, this is like it's gorgeous Scotland, but middle of nowhere. Right. And you know, I sit down with him for the first time. Within three minutes, we're talking about my grandfather's home, and I'm telling the story with Connor, and we're you know telling him this this idea of regarding time and what it means to really be in this moment and connect yourself. And we spent a week in Scotland. I'm telling you, probably 14 hours a day, 15 hours a day, like in it. I've never experienced that much, like truly present creation, and we both learned so much from each other and we walked away from that those sessions with gosh, I think 11 songs and I mean, powerful pieces, including my grandfather's home, Caroline, oh, wow. um, limit, which is a really fun one. And a number of songs that didn't make this cut of the record, but will be coming out in, in a different way. Amazing. And, you know, we, we just became really, really good friends. And when I got home to Nashville, it was just like, that was a full circle. You know, that was a place for me. Like, Hey, like, and when my grandfather passed like that, his music was really a part of that grieving process for me. And to be able to write that with him. And it was just so powerful. And the Irish roots of it all. Anyway, I also say, um, we've remained very close and it's just one of those things where, um, I'm really just proud of that for, for me and for the, for the journey. And he is a special, special, special man. Um, yes. There's a lot more to come there. Uh, but yeah, I'm just really, that one for me, just if that music never went anywhere, it was really important to happen. And it just so happens that it was really special music. So that's amazing. Yeah. He's such a, when I talked to him and like his stories, I was just blown away. Like, I mean, Ed Sheeran basically told him he could all put out everything and anything you want to ever do. Like, <laughs> that's just so wild. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of those artists that artists are attracted to. Like, that. Yeah. You know, he's an artist artist and he's a storyteller. I mean, truly. Um, and yeah, so to kind of come from my angle and then his angle, you know, and I worked him really hard because I was like, I got, <laughs> I'm going to go. And like, we're going uh, hard <laughs> I think we had a after that week. And then we met up again in Nashville and wrote more music. And, you know, I just did something really special with him the other week. And, you know, it's just like, I'm glad I'm, I'm on earth at the same time for you. That's how I feel. Awesome. I love yeah. it, man. Um, well, yeah, you got the, the tour coming up next month, which is huge. And you're doing Pilgrim Festival here, right? Pilgrimage. Doing pilgrimage and ending the tour at Webster Hall, you know, at that same space that, you know, I saw. Oh, Flair, yeah. Saw no the, way. You know, that's and cool. it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Really special. That is, that is amazing. Um, I have one more question for you. This, uh, thank you again so much for doing this. Okay. Uh, I, I love chatting with you and um it's just been it's it's awesome to see you know within two years just like all that you've done <laughs> or three years i guess um but i have one more question and again i you i asked you this last time and you've done it again where you pretty much have been giving advice to aspiring artists throughout this whole conversation but i'm gonna just ask it again if you have any advice uh for aspiring artists yeah i, th I think it does encapsulate what i've been saying and this will be my advice i think to anybody throughout this whole process is just remember that this really is the movie. This is the feature you're in it. And 
at every juncture, it's so important to remember that it's infinitely connect connected to where you want to be and where you have been. And it's like, you know, you always hear the saying, you know, be a mentor and have a mentor. Think about that for yourself. You know, go easy on yourself. Look out for yourself where you've been. And remember that you're up ahead looking out for yourself there. And just be here the best you can. It's, it's, it's worth the labor. You know what I mean? This is the time. Just wake up and say, you know, this is my moment. And I think there's just so much pressure to have it right now, whatever it is. And I feel that. I feel that. Like making music in this era, it's very fast. And sometimes you feel like, well, if it didn't work on Friday when it came out, it's a failure. Or, you know, we, we live in these weekend release schedules or no, make, make your art and make it because it's supposed to last forever. That's your immortality. And um, it's hard to balance all these things, but, you know, connect to yourself and you'll be fine.